What's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Eck. As always, I'm your host, Katie Carson, and today we are going to dive into if they want to, they will. This is a phrase that I honestly struggled with for a long time because as someone who has been navigating, you know, healing from their trauma and like doing a lot of shadow work and like all of that, I know that it's not always that simple. There's a lot of times, especially in your healing journey, you want to do things, but you are in your head about them, especially like my hyper-independent girlies, right? We want to ask for help, but it's not exactly our thing. Or tell people how we feel and like being vulnerable is really hard. It's really hard, especially part of my journey has been processing and dealing with being parentified at a very young age. There were very few people I could rely on in my childhood to do what they said they were going to do, show up when they said they would, or even take my needs into consideration. You know, that obviously that translates into friendship. It translates into relationships as well. It's something that took me a long time to learn, even just in my friendships, that I don't have to do it all myself. And then also, not everything has a string attached. In the house that I grew up in, pretty much everything had some sort of attached to it, some sort of requirement. Like, I'm going to do this for you, but in, but you're going to have to do X, Y, and Z. Or as a result, I get to do X, Y, and Z. So it's a lot of that, which we're processing in therapy. But I wanted to talk about if they want to, they will, because I have recently learned how true that statement is. And I want to share about that with you. So I have a couple examples of this. I had been talking to this guy nicknamed Old McD's Nuts after everything went down. He had other nicknames before things turned bad, but he is now known as Old McD's Nuts. And we hit it off hard and fast, right? There was instant connection, instant chemistry. It felt like I had known him for years. We were diving into like all the deep stuff. Before I realized he was my pattern, he wasn't even my pattern if we're honest. And I had never... I had never really gone that intensely with somebody so quickly before. And I realize now I was making up, I was like, people were telling me if he wants to, he will. If he wants to see you, he will. If he wants to call you, he will. If he wants to text you, he will. And some days he was really great about it. And some days he really wasn't. And I told him I really need some level of consistency. I don't need to hear from you all day, every day. But if I go three days without hearing from you, not ideal. If you say you're going to come visit and like we're going to go out and I don't find out until well after the time you should have arrived that you haven't even left yet and you live like an hour away, going to be a problem. And so I really just finally accepted like clearly this man does not want to. He had a lot of other things. He was like his divorce was just finalized. He had four kids, right? Like I was giving him a lot of extra grace because of his situation. But I realize now, one, he was not in a place to be dating. And two, he really didn't want to. Like, he genuinely didn't. And I realized this because we talked for a while. And then we took a month or two where we didn't talk. And then we talked again for a couple of weeks. And the in-between time, I was back on the apps. I was, I think, trying to distract myself, if we're honest. But I met Gift Guy. 
Now, this is not the ultimately who today's story is about, but Gift Guy started to prove to me that if they want to, you, they will. This man and I, we met on Bumble, and my opener on Bumble is always the Napoleon Dynamite awkward waving gif because number one, if they don't get that, they won't get me. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite was a foundational part of my personality in high school. And honestly, continue to quote it to this day. It's a classic. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Okay. I was like, if they don't find this funny, then clearly we're not going to be a thing because I think it's hysterical. And I need somebody who gets my sense of humor and who also has a sense of humor. And I also use a lot of gifts. Like I converse in gifts. If you and I text in any capacity, there's going to be a gift. Every email I send out for my business has at least two gifts minimum. Okay. So I open up with the Napoleon Dynamite high gift, but that also just kind of gives them a chance to say, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And sometimes if it's somebody that I'm like, Oh, I really think I like this person based on their profile, I will follow it up with a question. But for the most part, I I like to put the ball back in their court. I don't know why. I guess because if they want to, they will. But gift guy and I for 72 hours communicated strictly in gifts. And not only did we communicate strictly, this man set up an entire date using only gifts and a screenshot of a restaurant in my area. He dug through to find one that said 6 p.m. This man did the work. We honestly hadn't exchanged a single word except when I was like, hey, would you mind if we just meet at the brewery instead and just have a drink since it's our first time meeting and I... Uh, But I loved that he picked the date. I loved that he picked the time. And I loved that he picked the place. It was wonderful, if we're honest. It was a very nice change of pace from the whatever you want to do. So that was like my first, like my dipping the toe in the water of realizing like, oh, if they want to, they will. And so when I started talking to old McDee's nuts again, I wasn't putting up with as much. And my sister recently pointed out that my bar is apparently in hell. But I think that it's that way because I have been on these apps for so fucking long. And I know what's out there. I know what's out there. I know what's out there. And generally, not great. Especially Tennessee is definitely better than Florida, but it's still not great. So anyway, so Gift Guy and I decided just to be friends. Like we had some stuff in common, but there really, it just wasn't like a vibe. So, you know, a couple of months goes by, I get back on the apps and I'm on, unfortunately, Tinder is the most commonly used app in my area. So I am on Bumble. Facebook dating is also really used, but I really hate it. And we're going to dive into takes on all the platforms. If you have a take or opinion on the different platforms in your area, please send me a DM, ditch the ick pod on Instagram or an email, ditch the ick pod at gmail.com. I want your hot takes. But so I was on Tinder and I was like literally about to, it's my every three month ritual. I think most of us who are single at this age know what we're talking about, know what I'm talking about. It's You get on the apps for a couple of weeks, right? And you're just hoping against hope to find someone or something that just maybe breaks the mold a little bit from what you've seen. Somebody who isn't opening with, are you into fisting? And I know if you're on Tinder, bound to happen, right? I get it. Know your audience. But I matched with this guy a couple years younger than me. I think it's the first time I've dated younger, if we're honest, probably more than a year younger. Anyways, really sweet, pretty consistent in his writing and his messaging and talking and stuff like that. And within a day or two of us exchanging numbers, 
He is unfortunately a green bubble, but I'm trying not to let that sway me as a red flag because so far that's the only one. He set up a date. He took me to a late lunch, early dinner after my shift at TJ Maxx because I have picked up some part-time work for the holidays. And we had a lovely, lovely lunch slash dinner. You know, he's a little bit quieter than I am, but that's not hard to do. I mean, I'm here. Also, it was a first date, but it was really nice. And he picked me up, which like I literally have not been picked up for a date probably since 2010, 2012, somewhere in the early 2010s. Okay. So at least a decade since I have been picked up for a date. And it was lovely. I've got to tell you, it was really nice. And normally I like to have my vehicle handy for an escape, but you know, we're trying to change patterns here. We're trying to not repeat the same pattern, hoping for different results. So I let him pick me up. He drove an hour to come pick me up and we had a lovely dinner. He brought me back to my place. And then this man took out my trash. I had it sitting by the door. I had meant to take it out, but I was really exhausted after work and didn't have enough time to do that and shower and get ready for this date. This man takes my trash to the dumpster for me. I told my sister that and she was laughing so hard and she was like, Katie, your bar is literally in hell. And I was like, listen, I'm a hyper independent girly. All right. I, my specific brand of trauma makes me feel like I don't need help from anybody. I know that's not true. It is something we are working through. But that somehow asking for help or receiving help for certain things means that I owe somebody something. And so I was like, this man took the trash out, didn't want anything in return. And when he laughed, he was like, I hope you have a really good week. I had a really fun time. Please let me know if you need anything. And I was like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what this is about. So first date, okay? So anyways, we make plans for the next weekend almost immediately because he has custody of his daughter during the week. And so weekends are pretty much our only time to go out. And then a couple, like literally the day after we made the plans, he texted me. He's like, hey, my ex is out. My plans have changed. I'm going to have my daughter this weekend. Do you want to do dinner on Wednesday night? And I said, sure. And so we made plans. He was going to come either make me dinner or take me to dinner, which also the fact that he was wanting to cook for me is wild. And then his daughter got a stomach bug. And so the date didn't happen. And we were still messaging. Like, I'm totally fine with that. He was very communicative early on about the change. And was like, I'm really sorry. I feel so bad. And I was like, dude, it's life. Like, you're a dad. I get it. This guy is still shitting on my floor every morning right now after the not bowel obstruction, bowel obstruction we dealt with last week. So um, I'm not a single human parent, but I am a single dog mom. So I it's fine. Like do what you got to do. And so I was texting him that afternoon, the day it was like, he was supposed to have been here for dinner. And I had been laying in bed because I had a a 6am shift. And then I had a couple of calls and I was doing some client work. And then I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a little bit because I'm exhausted. And I was texting him. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get the energy up to go make something for dinner. It's like 530. And he was like, what sounds good? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't pull anything out to thaw when I got home because I like scarfed down some lunch really quickly and went into meetings. And I'm trying to think about what I have that is easy and doesn't need to thaw. But that single life, all of my meat is in the freezer because they only sell meats in like giant 10 packs. 
and I am one person and I don't like eating the same thing forever. So anyways, rabbit trail. He says, what if I, he's like, do you want me to send you a pizza? LOL. And I was like, and for me, like my hyper independent girlies will know this. My immediate reaction, I did not say this to him, but in my gut, like my instinct was, you don't need to do that. I can take care of myself. And I know that that is true, but I was like, we are going to change the pattern. And so I said, LOL, I'll never turn down pizza, but you need to tell me right now if you're joking because I'm hungry. A few minutes goes by because he was, you know, dealing with a sick daughter and he texts me and he goes, I was dead serious about the pizza. Just let me know where you want it from and what you want. And I was like, okay, bet, bet, bet. This man calls me, orders me a pizza from Papa John's and is like, do you need anything else? Do you want wings? Do you want this? Do you want that? And I was like, no, really? Like the pizza is just fine. And he's like, yeah, it's it's the least I can do. We were supposed to be having dinner tonight and I feel really bad. And so, you know, I want to I want to make it up to you. I'm going to buy you this pizza. And I was like, this man got me a pizza. And Papa John's, while I do not support their politics, their pizza is delicious and also expensive. So he did good. He did good. And I just want to encourage you ladies. It just made me realize that if they want to, they will. Now, am I skittish about this guy? Yeah, probably. Probably a little more than I need to be. Um, If you're in the Patreon, you have access to the video and you'll see Archie's right behind me trying to leave his two cents. I did on our first date have him, one of the reasons he came to pick Archie up. I was like, you got to pass the Archie sniff test or this is literally going nowhere. Because if Archie doesn't like you, something is dreadfully wrong. And of course, Archie was obsessed with him, loved him. Didn't even like cower and pee when he walked in the door, which he's a big wuss. Yeah, he's a big wuss. So like, you know, it just It just made me realize if they want to, they actually fucking will. And there are men out there who will. There are men out there who want to. He has been nothing but a gentleman, genuinely kind and sweet and really nice and like remember shit that I tell him and like checks in on this guy and whether or not he shit on my floor in the morning. And by this guy, I mean Archie, for those of you not watching the video on Patreon. But yeah, it just, one, if they want to, they will. But also my hyper-independent girlies, my girlies who have been on their own for a long time and know, know that we can get shit done our own because we have to. We always have. We always will. But sometimes we also have to let them, right? Sometimes we have to suppress that instinct that says, oh, no, 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 you don't need to do that. He knows. He knew he didn't need to do that. He wanted to do that. And I think one of the kindest things, and honestly, one of the more vulnerable things you can do is to let them. I told him he didn't need to take out my trash. And he was like, yeah, no, I I know I don't need to, but I want to. He was like, you got to start letting somebody help you out at some point. And I was like, sir, don't act like you know my life. Is there still a thought in my back of my mind? Like, are there strings attached to this? Yeah, of course there are. It's something that I'm working through. But what I've realized with the way that I'm approaching this and the change in how I'm approaching this is I'm not assuming worst intent. I decided that after old McDee's nuts, if I was going to get back into the dating scene, I'm not going to assume worst intent. I'm also not going to assume that the way that the other person shows up is a reflection of me. Because it's not. 
I was having a conversation with my best friend during the old D's Nuts debacle. He was supposed to come and we were supposed to go to this thing. And, you know, he was like, hey, I got off work really late, but I'll still come and take you to dinner afterwards. I was like, okay, that's fine. I took a friend to the thing. It was great. Only to find out after the thing, he hadn't even left yet. Hadn't even left his home. And had honestly really no intention of coming. He had overcommitted. He had said what I wanted to hear instead of what was actually going to happen. And I was talking to my best friend and I was like, I just feel dumb. I feel really dumb for like hoping, I guess. And she was like, you know, you're not dumb. There is no reason for you to feel dumb for taking somebody at their word and thinking they're going to do what they said they would do. And I was like, well, I mean, in my experience, most people don't do what they say they're going to do. Most people are just talking out their ass. Like they don't actually have any intention of following through. And she was like, yeah, I get that. And we've been friends since we were 13. So like she knows the reasons why I feel that way because she's watched, she's watched it. She's watched all of it. She's watched my family stuff. She's watched my relationship stuff. She knows. And she was just there. There is no reason that you shouldn't be able to take somebody that you don't know and don't have any reason not to believe at their word. And so when this man said, you know, I would like to send you a pizza, I will send you a pizza. I decided, okay, I'm going to take this man at his word and just see, give him the chance to show up in the way that, honestly, I want him to show up, to do something kind, to show me that if they want to, they will. So the other piece of wisdom that Allie gave me, you could send him a picture of your butthole right this minute, just no contact, straight up picture of your butt. And you still wouldn't be as crazy as that guy was being right that minute. And she was right. The way he was showing up had absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with where he was. And I started to realize I need to start taking people at their word. And if they tell me that this is how they can show up, or if they show me that this is how they can show up, I need to believe that, right? Not the potential that could happen down the road. You know what I mean? Like people show up the way that they can in that moment. People show you who they are or who they have the capability of being at this moment. And if you're dating somebody with the potential in mind, you're always going to be disappointed because you're always going to have an expectation of them that either they don't know about or they can't live up to. Man, woman, I don't care. Now, some of y'all might be like, Katie, you're bi. Why aren't you dating women? Well, one, I've only ever dated men. So men are kind of like the devil. But two, the I feel like it's harder to meet women around here who aren't thirds or not thirds, but aren't looking for a unicorn, like a third to be in their marriage. And that's a complicated situation. I can barely handle the attention of one person or focus attention on one person. So we're not we're not even going to try to throw two in the mix here. Okay. That's your jam. Totally fine. We're not about kink shaming here, but it ain't for me, babe. It ain't for me. It ain't for me. Wow, this has taken like a real turn that I did not expect. And I'm really enjoying it. And I hope you are too, because we're therapizing ourselves on this podcast, I guess is what we're doing. But yeah, so I just wanted to remind you that if they want to, they will. But that also if they want to, you have to let them. 
not you have to let them, but you need to be willing to let them in order for them to do it. If I had told this man, no, really, you don't need to do that. I'm sure he would have protested back and I would have come up with some reason like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. But I had to be willing to let somebody help me. So if you've been single for a long time, you've been disappointed in the dating game for a long time, babe, I feel you. I feel you. We're going on 20 years in this shit. It's a nightmare. Uh, A literal hellscape. But I will also say, I think there are some diamonds in the rough out there. I hate what you have to wait through to get to them. But when, you know, I feel like they'll show you pretty quickly who they are and you just have to believe them. So anyways, that is, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear yours. I would love to hear your stories of if they want to, they will. Like whether or not the relationship worked out. I don't know where things are going to go with this guy. But whether or not the relationship worked out, I'd love to hear your if they want to, they will stories. I also want to hear your hot takes on the apps. We're going to do a series at some point soon about each app, like a deep dive into like which app you prefer and what it says about you. So I'd love to hear your your hot takes on that. I'd love to hear your dating horror stories. I'd love to hear your single struggles, right? Is there something that you found that as a single person, you have to deal with more than your partnered friends or your married friends or like that you're just like frustrated with and you're just kind of tired of and you want to bitch about it to somebody who like gets it? Send them in, babe. So you can send them to ditchtheickpod at gmail.com or you can send them to me at ditchtheickpod on Instagram. You'll see too, there's some like listener stories highlights where you can you can drop them in a question box there if you don't want to send a DM and you can let me know whether you want it shared anonymously or you know if you want like your name or initial attached to it, like they're totally fine. So yeah, and you can follow us on Patreon or join me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ditch the ick. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, you do get like priority when it comes to listener stories. So yours goes straight to the top of the pile, more likely to get read on the podcast, more likely to get shared. So I'd love that. And if there are any other topics like, or questions like you want answered, write them in write them in. If you are new to the dating scene after, you know, years of being partnered or a divorce or something, and you got questions about how to do all this shit, write them in. And we'll answer them because I guarantee you're not the only one with them. Also, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps a sister out and helps us reach more single people and build a bigger community, which is ultimately my goal. I want to make it so that we feel a little less alone in the single world. That's all for today. We'll see you next time.